Hello, and welcome to the Pest Control Marketing Podcast with your host, me, Hal Coleman, uncensored and unplugged. Pay attention, take lots of notes, because you're going to find out exactly how to get more new customers, more referrals, and grow your business. Hal Coleman has been active in the pest control industry for over 40 years, including owning and operating his own successful pest control business for 18 years. He now devotes his time to helping other PCOs and other WCOs double, triple, and even quadruple their businesses faster than they ever imagined. Be sure to check out his website, pestcontrolmarketer.com. For more information about Hal's coaching program, you can reach him at 770-993-0004 or email him hal at halcoleman.com. Mike Stewart is known as the Internet Audio and Video Guy. Since the birth of the Internet, Mike has been showing small business owners how to get more new customers, increase their sales, and grow their businesses online using audio and video, now with iPhones and Android phones. For more information about Mike's coaching program and his online training courses, visit MikeStewartCoaching.com or email him Mike at InternetAudioGuide.com. Well, hello again. This is Hal Coleman, and welcome to another episode of the Pest Control Marketing Podcast. This is a lot of fun. I'm here again with my good friend and mentor, the Internet Audio and Video Guy, none other than Mike Stewart. How you doing, Mikey? Well, you know, I just think doing this podcast is the dumbest thing I ever heard of. I just, you know, why do you waste your time on it, Hal? Just, it's never going to work. Nobody's going to listen. You know, uh, you, you know, you 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 hit right on what I want to talk about today, Mike. <laughs> and, uh, and you told you me three minutes ago. Oh, I did tell you. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> Thanks. I, how was that for a good intro? That was great segue. Yeah, you shouldn't have told people you told me. Now they know. But anyway. Uh, doesn't make any difference because what I want to do is talk about the naysayers in your life and how they influence people and uh, why we don't need to listen to the naysayers. You know, when, when Lynn and I, oh, well, when, you know the story. When I went into the pest control business in 1990, uh, I was working for a large pest control company. I was in, had been in sales for three years. I was making more money than I had ever made in my life, and I was working probably less hours than I had ever worked. This job was just a dream job, covered up in leads coming in, and and, uh, it was just amazing. Uh, And then I get a phone call one night about 9 o'clock from a guy that I'd known for 20 years who had a little one-man pest control operation. And... uh, he said, Hal, you know, you told, you've told me several times through the years that when I got ready to sell my company, you wanted to buy it. And he said, I just, I'm retiring. He said, I've turned 65. I'm going to retire. I'm going to sell my little business. And I got somebody has got their checkbook in their hand ready to buy it right now. But I told him I got to make one phone call first because I always told you I would give you the first shot. So, uh, if you want to buy it, you need, you know, it's for sale. So I said, oh, wow. I said, I'm just kind of dumbfounded, you know. I said, well, c- can you give me a, a week or two? He said, absolutely. He said, take all the time you need. I'm not in any big hurry. I said, look, I got to I gotta come up with the money. And uh, he told me how much he wanted for the business. I said, all right, let me, let me 
talk to my wife, talk to my banker, talk to my preacher, talk to my lawyer. You know, I got to. So I hung up the phone and I told my wife, I said, uh, that guy wants to sell me his business and I want to buy it. And she said, well, we don't have the mo- any money to buy it. I said, yeah, but we got a lot of equity in the house. And I, so our house was almost paid for. It was a small little house, but it was almost paid for. So I refinanced my home, took all of the equity out, which was almost the full amount I took out was almost exactly what he was asking for the business. So I refinanced my house, took all the money out of it, and and bought this little business. Well, you know, my dad is like, man, you got a good job. He said, you make great money. You got a good job. Why would you want to? He said, I've, I've been in business for myself before. He said, you know, you're going to be working seven days a week, 12 hours a day for the rest of your life. You're going to be laying awake at 2 o'clock in the morning worrying about, he said, why do you want to do all of that? You got this great job. So my dad was the first naysayer that came along to try his best to talk me out of it. Uh, and then I had a couple of other people that tried it. One, one guy that I worked with at this company, he said, yeah, you know, he said, you know, about 10 years ago, he said, I went out on my own. And he said, I thought I knew what I was doing. But he said, man, it's tough out there. He said, I, I'm back here now. And, and then I heard through the grapevine that one of my other friends at this big company had told somebody. We found out I was going in business for myself. He's kind of laughed. He said, <laughs> he said, yep, I've been there, done that. said, he'll be back. He'll be back. Well, I never went back. And I built a successful business and I, I built a million dollar business and I, and I sold it. And, and that's big, my retirement and I started my coaching program. And so it really kind of set me free. It was the best thing I ever did in my entire life. I never looked back, but I did not listen to the naysayers that tried to talk me out of it. And every time we find something that we want to do, the naysayers come along. And they're either people who who don't have enough faith in you to think that you can pull it off, or they're jealous of you and the fact that you may pull it off, and, and they're jealous because they don't have the guts to do it and pull it off. So there are several reasons why the naysayers come along, but they do. Uh, even on Facebook, I see conversations with people in the pest control groups, and somebody will say, yeah, you know, Thank God I didn't listen to my family and you know, told me I was making a bad mistake when I went in business for myself. So I know you 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 live in a the world of internet marketing, Mike, and and I, I sort of live in the world of outer net marketing, you might say, but it's all the same. You get the naysayers, don't you? Oh, you you hear family, friends are usually uh especially family and friends who who don't have the passion or have the drive or enthusiasm to build a business, uh, you know, uh, and that's why if you're a pest control, a PCO or a WCO, you are a business owner, and that's why you're listening. And and of course, if you're just starting, um, you know, the, the tendency for people who are not entrepreneurs, people who are not self motivated, the tendency, and they think they're doing you a favor by programming you with this uh, naysaying uh, advice, and. And, you know, if you intend to be successful, if your intention is to prove to yourself you can do it, you can, you got to somehow, some way, mentally block out 
that negativity and that naysaying. Um, I remember when I was a young guy, one of my passions was I wanted to be a studio musician. At 18 years old, I used to read Guitar Player magazine. And I would read about the uh, uh, recording session musicians in Los Angeles and Nashville and how they made amazing livings making records, recording. And my father-in-law said, Mikey boy, he said, you can't do that. He said, there, he says, there's no money in music. You'll never be able to make a living. Here's what I found. There's no recording studios. Oh, my. Siri's talking to me, so let me shut her up. Yes. Uh, any rate, and I just remember. You you know, didn't, she, it, didn't, she didn't hear you say shut her up, did she? Yes, yeah, she did. She shut up. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh. Uh, I, anyway. I remember Bill. Now, I love Bill. Bill was a serial entrepreneur. He taught me so much by example, but he was a naysayer. When he didn't understand it, he poo-pooed on it. You know, that's the tendency of naysayers. When they don't understand, they don't have your enthusiasm or passion, it's easier to naysay it for because they don't understand it. They think they're being protective, or like you said, they're jealous. We call the jealous naysayers crabs. Uh, crabs are the people that if they can't do what you want to do, then they want to pull you back down to their level of negativity. So yeah. you got to blot out the crabs. You got to stay laser focused on, you know, uh, did you ever hear the story about uh, the success mindset of the Vikings? Of the Viking? Yeah. Of the Vikings. The you Minnesota know, the, Vikings? No, no. The Vikings <laughs> of many years ago when the Vikings would go to... You. When they would go to conquer a land, they would burn their ships. Yeah. And the reason they burned their ships, success was the only option, and failure was not an option. If you have a safety net, like of a ship, to retreat and escape, then you're not going to fight hard to win. And that's the attitude you got to have. And fighting hard to win is not... Uh, giving in to the naysayers. Now, I'm going to finish a little bit of my story about Bill Doss. God rest his soul. What a great entrepreneur. He was my uh, uh, he was my ex-father-in-law, uh, but uh, I still care about the man and cared about him for many, many years. And I got to tell you what he said to me. He says, Mikey boy, you'll never make any money in music. You'll never be a studio musician. It's just too hard. You can't do it. It won't happen. In fact, what I want you to do is move back here to Bristol, Tennessee, and I'll set you up in a frame shop, and you'll sell frames the rest of your life, and you can live here in Bristol. Well, that sounds exciting. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I said, Bill, thanks, but no thanks. I would rather flip hamburgers anywhere in the world but stay here in Bristol, and I definitely don't want to be a frame, a picture frame expert. I said, I'm a musician, and I'm going to make a living with music the rest of my life. Now, that was 18-year-old Mike speaking. And there you go. Here's what Bill said to me, and this is going to get a little, little R-rated, but I'm going to say it. And if you want me to beep it, Hal, I'll beep it. But Bill what? said, well, I don't think you'll succeed, but maybe someday you'll come back and tell me to kiss my ass. And he said, I, I, I hope that happens. I want you to know what I did 30 years later before the man passed away. Say, Bill, I've been making a great living as a studio musician in Atlanta, Georgia, for the last 30 years. Six figures every year. So, Bill, kiss my, and he laughed. He said, way to go, Mikey. 
So yeah, there you go. You know, there, and and uh, and like I said, he he wasn't doing it maliciously or jealously. He was just I was his daughter's um, husband, and he wanted to make sure I could provide for her, and he just didn't see how I could do that. So anyway, like I said, had had I listened to the naysayer, I would not be happy. I can tell you right now, I would have never been happy. So you can't listen to naysayers. You've got to say, okay, but you can't sit on your laurels and do nothing to make things happen. You've got to learn uh, marketing. You've got to learn advertising. You know, I was I was talking to uh, a young man the other day, trying to mentor a young man here in our neighborhood. And after I was telling him things he needed to do to get business, he said, you know what, you're going to laugh at this how. He said, this was a negative thing. He says, well, you know, you're kind of creeping me out because you seem like a salesman. <laughs> I said, I'm creeping you out because I seem like a salesman? I said, what's wrong with being a salesman? Well, he says, well, salesmen are just smarmy. And I went, you're just telling me you don't want to be a salesman. No, I don't. But I want to make money. Yeah, yeah. And and, and so I thought, what a naysayer thing. I, I said, you know, young man, if you don't change your mindset, you'll never have a business. Then you, you know, you need to be a dedicated employee. If you want to be a dedicated, honest, ethical, show up on time, do a good job employee, there's probably an opportunity out there for you. But you're not yeah. going to be an entrepreneur with that kind of attitude. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being a, an employee either because everybody's not cut out to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's not cut out to take the risk and get the ulcers. And the, the there again, when you're, when you're a business owner and you can't sleep, it, it, you're laying awake at, at, at 2 o'clock in the morning thinking about your business. Uh, if you're an employee you're generally not laying awake at two o'clock in the morning thinking about your job. You know, it's just a different thing and there's no right or wrong. But anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, when you go back through history and look at, look at all the famous people that, you know, the Henry Ford, uh, uh, Thomas Edison, Andrew, Andrew Carnegie, uh, look at Donald Trump. Look at just as many as you want to name, uh, Oprah Winfrey, the list goes up, Mother Teresa, you know, all the way back to Jesus. Uh, they did not listen to the naysayers. And there were plenty of them that, that told them that their vision was ridiculous. But they didn't listen to any of them uh, because they, they felt it. They saw it in their head and they felt it in their heart and in their gut. And they just pursued it. They didn't listen to the naysayers. So don't you listen to the naysayers, folks. You got a good idea and you got a dream and you got the heart and guts for it, go for it and let them watch you become successful. And then you can do like Mike. You can go back and tell them to kiss your ass. <laughs> and so, I'll tell you something else. This is important to wind up on now. Don't let anybody, spouses, wives, husbands, employees, investors anybody tell you you don't need a mentor and a coach every successful person i've ever encountered including me and hal and every millionaire i've ever known has a mentor and a coach <coughs> to help them see things that they don't see and that's why hal wants to tell you a little bit about his coaching program and how he and i individually and together have opportunities 
and links at this podcast website how you can get mentoring and coaching from us because we give all of this information freely, but there's a whole lot more to being held accountable by a mentor and a coach. Don't you agree? Yeah, you know, my coaching program is a, is a, is a, is a one-year program, and, and uh, I meet with my coaching clients once a week. We meet on Skype where we can look at each other in the face and, you know, talk and have a good time. But we meet for an hour a week, and it's basically me walking you hand in hand every step of the way for an entire year teaching you sales and marketing. It transforms people. It really does. Uh, at the end of that year, they're a completely different person when it comes to selling and marketing. They never look at things the same way again. And uh, if you go to my website, pestcontrolmarketer.com, just scroll down to the bottom. There's probably, I don't know, I'm guessing 40 testimonials from 40 of my past clients, current and past clients on there. They all have their phone numbers on there too. So heck, feel free to call any of them and, and they'll, they'll give you the, the uh, scoop on, on what, I, what I do for them. So that's my coaching program. And if you're interested in finding out more about it, uh, you know, give me a call at 770-993-0004 and let's chat. Um, we'll set up an entire hour uh, consultation. It's very, uh, very structured to give you some great meat to go out and make some changes. And that that hour won't cost you a penny. So I'd love to do it. Love to help you. So that's my coaching program. Tell them about yours, Mike. Well, we've got some things that we're going to be building together. So you want to definitely stay subscribed and tuned to this podcast and go to the websites to learn about them. Uh, if you go to MikeStewartCoaching.com, uh, I do things a little bit differently. I help people set up websites and understand how to get more exposure and, and presence on the Internet. And Hal and I work hand-in-hand hand on that. We kind of we have a system that works between the two of us. So main thing of it is, is call Hal first, assess what you need and they'll probably be where you'll work with a little bit of uh, Hal and I together and especially Hal's program and we're also always getting feedback from folks and we're going to be building more and more uh, opportunities to help you succeed with marketing so Hal with all that being said I think it's time to wind this up I think it's time to wind it up Mike so I enjoyed it as always thanks for listening to the pest control marketing podcast be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes and on your phones and in Stitcher on your Android. But more importantly, go to our website, pestcontrolmarketingpodcast.com, subscribe to our email list to always be notified of new episodes. You're never going to want to miss what we've got coming up next, and you never know what we're going to be able to do to help you with your pest control marketing.